Welcome to Padmuchun, Armenian History Podcast. Pariyagak Padmuchun, Hayots Padmuchiana Podcast. Well, welcome back. Hello. Welcome back to Padmuchun. Uh, we are glad to have all of you. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed our, our previous episodes. And I'm Father Tarius Varsarian. And I'm Peter Hajunian. And this is Padmuchun. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about the kingdom of Urartu, or yes. Uartu, or Ararat. Well, let's cover that first. Let's cover that first, <laughs> yes. Is it Urartu? Is it Uartu? Is it Ararat? Is it, is, is it Nairi? Is it Nairi? What is, is it? this? <laughs> so, uh, you, it's spelled U-R-A-R-T-U. Current spell. Current, right? it's current most spell. Most common spell. Yes. Uh, I like to say Urartu. Because er 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 are two kind of sounds like you're going uh er um er um. But ur to mean ur means where is this? So the the interesting thing about this is is if you look at ur two is a uh, Semitic word. So Semitic words have three vowel or three mm-hmm. consonants, mm-hmm. and then the vowels not aren't always written in around it. Uh, you see this in the Bible a lot when you talk about translations. So Urartu is one way to translate this word from mm-hmm. the original. Ararat is another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's and sometimes in the sometimes you and U and A they were used yeah. interchangeably. I think in uh, in inscriptions in the, in the Bible in the past. So yeah. sometimes it was easily to confuse you and uh, U and A. U uh, U yeah. Um, it's in the Bible in Jeremiah. I think there's a verse mm-hmm. about go and get the armies from Ararat and invade, you know, invade the Babylonians or fight the Assyrians, which is perfect because that's exactly when this kingdom was around. It's pre-Armenian kingdom established around 860 BC and then conquered in 590 BC. Mm-hmm. So this is the end of the Bronze Age and the beginning of the Iron Age. Mm-hmm. Um, it's connected, I think, the, the establishment of our name of Ura is connected also with the story of the flood and how it, the, the Noah's Ark, I think, landed in, uh, in, in, in our land of Arad, it says, right? The yeah. Mount Arad. And sometimes it is interpreted as uh, the Mount of Urata, Mount of Arata, Mount of Urartu. And, and, and I, in, I, I think there was a map of uh, Babylonian map, the ancient yep. the, most, uh, the world's the, oldest, the oldest map. map, right? Yeah, and, and he does mention Urartu, right? Or, yeah, or does mention Armenia is Urartu. Yeah, so. Urartu's on that map. Yeah, so, so you know the Armenians probably invented map making, but this is the oldest map that we, <laughs> the, the person, <laughs> the Babylonians <put> <laughs> have. So, so to set the scene a little bit, what was going on? You know, this is the, this is the, uh, uh, this is the furthest back of recorded history we know. So within Armenia, all we know about is Uartu is what mm-hmm. we found with with Uartu. Um, uh, there's a lot lot of digs, and we'll talk about that later. But in the rest of the world, what you had was you had the Assyrian Empire, which was this big, massive empire. Right. It's named in the Bible as kind of the scourge of God. Like you know, when when you're going to be punished, the Assyrians will come on you like locusts. Mm-hmm. This was uh, I think that might also be in Jeremiah. So. 
What did the Assyrians do? Well, they were good at war and they were good at getting kingdoms to send them tribute. They were mm-hmm. the first empire to do that. And they were good at writing everything down related <laughs> to those two things. So most of what we know about Uartu actually comes from comes these from records. Assyrian sources. Assyrian right. sources. Uh, so what they would, every year what they do is they demand go, cattle, gold, things like that. And if you didn't uh, give it to them, give it to them, they would come and invade your country. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of Assyrian records of having to invade Uartu. And it, it starts out, they call it going into our, what we now call Armenia and fighting the 23 kings of Nairi, yeah. which Nairi is an ancient name of our, the land of Armenia. Mm-hmm. Biennale is another ancient name. Nairi actually, I think Assyrian means river, land of river, right? Mm-hmm. Now Armenia is river in Assyrian. Because the U- Euphrates and the Tigris right. both come from Armenia. Right. Um, and the is was kind of in between of these lakes. Yeah. You, so, they were really, Uartu's kingdom was really, really between Urumia, Lake Urumia, Lake Van, mm-hmm. and Lake Sevan. So what we think of as ancient classical Armenia, this is really... Uartu. They, in fact, they built, the, their capital was... Around Tush. Lake Van. Yeah. Tush. So the kingdom started around Lake Van, that area, and, and the, king, the, the capital was built around Lake Van too. Uh, Tushpa. It was built by Sardui, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's interesting that <laughs> Moses Holinazi mentions uh, all these uh, uh, events that took place, you know, building the Tushpavan, the, the, uh, the capital, when King Menua, one of the most powerful kings of Urartu, he built a canal actually in Armenia to, to have water, to have irrigation system. But Moses Hoynes, he doesn't mention any of them. He says all of this was, was built, was created by Queen Shamira. <laughs> so that, so that, there was confusion for a long time. Yeah. Why Shamira was building this Armenian town? Why Shamira was building a canal? But actually later these inscriptions were found by Sarduri and by Menua. And they were saying it is you, my, me, my, my, you know, this son of this king, Menua, yeah. I built this canal for people with the power of, of Khaldi, of the king, of the of god at that time. And then Sardu, he mentions the, uh, uh, the capital, of how we built the capital too. It, in Tushpa. Yeah, and Shem, uh, Shemaram was the queen, an Assyrian queen. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she's related to Armenia because she shows up in the, the myth and legend of Ada the Beautiful, mm-hmm. Ada Kegetsig. That's another podcast. That's another we're gonna, story. We're get to that. That's another. That's another story. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good story. <laughs> so Lake Van, and then um, I, I think this has to do with formation of Armenia, too. Formation yeah. of of Armenian kingdom, the formation of people too, because there were tribes of the time. Mm-hmm. There was Hayasa tribe. There was Naivi, I think, tribes. That's what it mentioned in. Uh, yeah, Assyrian scriptures too, and Urartu probably Urartu became probably the biggest and the most powerful, and it consumed all these tribes and it created this kingdom. It does mention in their inscriptions that, uh, for example, Argishti when he comes to uh, uh, to to landscape to uh, valley of Ararat, uh-huh. he conquers that land. Yeah. So naturally, if they if that land belonged to them, if it was part of Urartu, they wouldn't conquer that. Yeah. It was already part of it. So they, they did conquer some of the land of Armenia to kind of unify yeah. the land uh, to become Armenian kingdom. 
he conquered the valley of Ararat and he built the Erebuni fortress, mm -hmm. which 782 BC, he built the Erebuni fortress, which eventually becomes Yerevan, yep. which is why Yerevan is one of the oldest continually inhabited places on the planet. It's older than Rome. Older than Rome. 10 years or so? Uh, I think a little bit more, maybe 30 years. <laughs> I think 750. Well, the, the Armenians invented world capitals like Rome. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, they, they, I think you're right that, that they're, they're, that's why the inscriptions are the 23 kings and then UR2 kind of rises up. And if you look at the map, the topography of the land, Assyria is in the lowlands. It's in Mesopotamia. So it's, it's Iraq. Mm -hmm. It's the flatlands between the rivers, between the Mesopot or between Euphrates and the Tigris. And the Babylonians are further south between those two rivers. And then, you know, so they can sweep, these armies could come down and sweep into Babylon, could go sweep west into Israel. Um, later, when they, when they started digging up these cities, when they started finding Nineveh in the desert in the 1800s, the British and the German, right. they were astounded by... Not only how big these cities were, but the records of how big the army units were. Mm -hmm. You know, these were fifty thousand troops in a in a battalion of Assyrian battalions, and they had multiples of these that would sweep through. That's why the Bible describes them as locusts. Right. But if you look to the east, you have the Zagros Mountains and into Iran. So you got some mountains there, and if you look to the north, you have the Taurus Mountains and then the Armenian Highlands. Right. So. The best way to describe this, I think, to Americans is like Braveheart with Mel Gibson. You've got these Scottish people living in the Highlands, mm -hmm. and the English, you know, go up there, and every now and then the English have to try and make them behave, so they have to go into the Highlands and fight right. these have to pay them. wild <laughs> Scotsmen. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is what's what was happening with the Armenians, or the you know, the early Armenian tribes and the Assyrians, and Uartu decided to. We, you know, we could have a, we could put together an army. We could fight these guys. Let's yeah. have a go at it. Uh, there was a, the British Museum in, in in London. There was an exhibit recently on Ashurbanipal, mm -hmm. the Assyrian king. Assyrian king. Yeah. So, side note, Ashurbanipal is a really fun word to say. All these, all these Assyrian kings had great names. Uh, uh, Ashurbanipal, Sennacherib. Nabu Palazar, no, so. <laughs> you know, Nebuchadnezzar, you know. Uh, but anyways, in this exhibit, in order to tell the story of Ashurbanipal, they had to talk about Uartu. And there was a large, there was a sizable section of the exhibit that was just about Uartu. Uartu. For, for, for a long time, they didn't know about Uartu. Mm -hmm. Because they, they just, they thought it was, the, all the inscriptions they found, they thought those are Assyrian. Because it was in cuneiform. Yeah, was in right. The, yeah. So they thought it was Assyrian. And then later they found out, no, this, this is just different inscription. This is a different kingdom. So they started digging more. And then they started digging in, in Armenia too, in the area of Lejashen. And they found this ancient history. They found this ancient kingdom that existed before Armenian dynasties came around, before Armenian kingdoms came. Uh, came uh, this was the ancient form of Armenian. Armenian king, the land of Ararat, the kingdom of Ararat, or, or Urartu. Uh, and, um, and of course, nothing is mentioned in, in Armenian historians, and as I said, Moses Horinaz, he, uh, he describes all the events that took place around that time, and he, he, uh, he credits all these events to, uh, to Shamiyan, to Queen yeah. uh, Assyria. So, uh, uh, and then, I think now they are doing more excavations in Armenia, and they, 
we have really uh, many, many items that yeah. remain from, we have probably more from Urartu than from Armenian, Armenian king, definitely from well-known Tigran the Great. Uh-huh. Tigran, we have only coins left from Tigran the Great, right? Yeah. But from Urartu, we have many domestic items, we have items of worship, we have items of war, we have, we have many of these items that are, uh, only, these items tell a story that this was a developed kingdom, this was a developed civilization. Yeah, there's there's some interesting um, there's some interesting items I could talk. We'll put some pictures up. One of them is the helmet, Argishti helmets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which are look like giant Hershey Hershey kisses. Hershey kisses. <laughs> but they're <laughs> right, they're, right, they're they're exactly they're a giant kind of cone, and they have uh, you know they're very detailed, finely detailed, and they're bronze because um, this is the Bronze Age. Another thing is, if you're in New York and you can go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, there's actually a UR2 section in the ancient uh, Near mm-hmm. East wing, and they have belts, these giant bronze belts. So these are like, they look, uh, they're probably six to eight inches high, mm-hmm. and they wrap around and they kind of tie in. And if you look at them, they're, they're rows of animals and flowers and trees of life, which are the plants that have symmetrical branches coming off these sides. It's, it's Mesopotamian influence, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's beautiful craft work. Right. The story of Urartu uh, very much resonates with the story of Armenian people. Stro- story of struggle and survival. Uh-huh. The only thing that we know about, most of the thing that we know about Urartu is that how they had to fight against the Syrians in order to stay alive, yeah. in order to survive, in order to live their lives. And, and very, <laughs> most of the time, it's the Syrians who come, you, know, you have to pay more, you have to do more for you. It's, they, it's like every king that comes to power in Assyria was, had an obligation to go to work to, yeah. to, to, to conquer work to again. It's like he was not conquered before. Yeah. But every king, they had to conquer Armenia again. They had to conquer Urartu yeah. again. So I think that, unfortunately, this set the tone too, coming from Haik and Urartu, that there was, all this, there was always that struggle. Mm-hmm. And Urartu eventually, I mean, they had some powerful times, times during Menua, when they had some peaceful times, they could build something, they could build canals, they could build cities, they could build towns. Tom, times of Argishti, when he built the, uh, the, the fortress of Erebuni, Mm-hmm. That later became uh, Yerevan. Until now, uh, the, the, the site is still, is still there. Mm-hmm. And every time we, we go to Armenia, when I take a uh, group to Armenia for a trip, we always make sure to visit the, uh, the site in, in Yerevan. It's on, on top of the kind of a hill. And there is also a museum. Yeah. Museum of Ancient Armenian Urartu. And it's amazing how, how they made wine, for example. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and, and some say they made even beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, there, there no some, cognac. Yeah, there was still some beer that says Budweiser. <laughs> 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 they didn't make cognac, right? <laughs> but but I think it was developed uh, uh, civilization, and the cities were developed too. I think Erebuni was was developed, but there was always the struggle, mm-hmm. struggle of survival. There was a, I've also seen um, bronze hairpins. Hmm. So this is, they're about a, uh, 
a little longer than a toothpick and about that, th that thick. I mean, it's very, very fine work. And usually the top has some sort of animal on it. So a oh, rooster yeah. or a hen or a chicken, and, and it's, you know, women would pull their hair up and then they would use these hairpins yeah. to kind of put through. It's, you know, the metal, the metal work, what's interesting is not just the metal work, but they were using cuneiform writing, but they didn't have paper. So everything was either carved into stone or they would use clay tablets, mm -hmm. like they did in Assyria and Babylon. And clay tablets don't rot like paper does or papyrus right. does. So the more we excavate, I think the more we're going to find about this civilization. And, and that story will kind of get more, you know... Yeah. But we do have the inscription of uh, foundation, of founding the Erebunit, you know, Fortress of Erebunit. We do have that. Yeah. What's, what's that museum like? It's like the birth certificate of Yerevan. The right? birth certificate. Yeah, yeah. The birth certificate of Yerevan. Somebody uh, made a joke and he said, it's amazing how Armenians convinced the rest of the world that this, this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is talking about establishment of Yerevan. <laughs> Nobody can read that, but we convinced everybody. This is what it's... <laughs> no, actually, that scholarly uh, interpretation of yeah. that it's, Argish is talking about uh, founding the city. Founding the fortress of well, if you go to Dolmama in Yerevan, you know what the what the posters outside the restaurant say? No. Food established 800 BC. Food <laughs> <laughs> established 800. Argish the eighth. Argish the They have the pictures of you know <laughs> all the important pictures. people: <laughs> President Olan, Hillary Clinton, and then Serge Tonkin, <laughs> and then Argish <laughs> Um. Let's talk about the uh, worship system of uh, okay of, um, of Urartu. That's yeah. The Urartu had they had three main gods. Uh, this the triumvirate. You see this a lot, but it was Khaldi, the the chief god, who was also the god of war, mm -hmm. which makes sense because they're always fighting, right? Yeah, they need that. And they need that. Then there's uh, um, I just got to look at my notes to say this right. Tashiba. Tashiba. Yeah. Tashiba, which is the god of weather. <laughs> Toshiba. 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 <laughs> the god of TV and weather. And, and washing machines. And washing machines. <laughs> they well, had the technology back well, Yeah. <laughs> Toshiba, is the, he's the weather god. And that's because oh, you, need, you need the crops, right, to grow. Yeah. So you gotta, you know, you gotta have that covered. And then Shivini is the fire god. Mm -hmm. and actually, um, Shivini, there was a, a picture of Shivini that was done on some UR2 metalwork that was an Armenian stamp a couple, hmm. probably a decade or two probably, ago. Yeah. Um, I remember something like that. But Shivini was was the fire god. Is there's you know always a fire god way mm -hmm. back in the day. You were saying when they first found the, yeah, the how inscription. Yeah, inscription, his name, I think the way they, they wrote his name. And when we know about all these gods through this inscription, every time they would fight a war, every time they would build something, they would give praise to all these gods, right? Uh -huh. By the power given to me, by the god of Haldi. And Haldi's name is, was written, it is, uh, it is two triangles connected to each other, and then three, and then, uh, and then another, another three kind of. Uh, triangles 
and, and, and the way I, sometimes it is, it is translated or uh, interpreted is that part of it says chai or chai, chai and chai or very similar, and then these deals or God. So very often it is interpreted as a God of Armenians, mm. God of high, of high means Armenian, right? Um, so Chaldi, the other interpretation was that it was Chaldi, and so God of Armenian people, Armenian God, kind of. Interesting. Uh, and he was the main God, and he was also God of creation, too. So that, uh, I, I think that uh, the code and that Armenians being creative people, Armenian, Armenians having this uh, mentality of creation, and it comes to us uh, from that ancient idea, ancient mentality, too, and philosophy, that... Uh, 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 that we, we are, the only way to survive is to create, mm-hmm. is to create something new, is to create and to build, build your life, and that's what the idea of survival that you build a new life, and you build a new beginning. The ha or the ha, that's that's always there. I mean, our Armenian, Armenian, Armini mm-hmm. comes from the Persian. Oh, actually, not too much later, five fifty, five hundred BC is when they get listed in the Persian records mm-hmm. as Armini. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's from uh, Alexander the Great, right? Uh, no, Cyrus. Cyrus the Great. Yeah, but... Uh, or oh, yeah, Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexander then took it from that. I mean, another interpretation, interesting thing is 858 to 844 BC, the uh, Uartuan king is Aramu, and they think it could be, that could be Ara, mm-hmm. the beautiful, which is oh, yeah. a story. Uh, the legend. The legend, legendary story. He was a king that, um, and we're going to cover this in another podcast too in more depth, but he was a king that the Assyrian queen, Shemaram, Shemaram, was fell in love with and wanted to, you know, have him be her her king, her consort, I don't know what you would call her it. Husband. Her husband. Her <laughs> husband. Uh, but just he put wouldn't put it there. He's the husband, but he doesn't get any power, so he's, you know, the he's the husband. <laughs> but uh, you know, so there's there's people talk, maybe maybe this is Ara the Beautiful. Maybe yeah. Ara Mu is Ara I the think beautiful. when we do that podcast about all these legends that is going to be really interesting. <laughs> all these stories about all we, these legends. We should do a podcast about a bunch of legends. A bunch of legends. We'll do that. Uh, another fact about uh, worship. First of all, it's amazing that this ancient civilization, they had this uh, uh, very uh, particular system of worship. For example, the temple always was built on the highest place of the city. You, very often it was a hill in the city so the temple was built on that hill that everybody could see the mm. temple. Everybody, it was visible from the all sides of the uh, of the city and the Chaldi's temple usually was the highest. Chaldi uh, temple was the highest usually in the city, in town. And uh, So they had that reverence and every time they would go to war first of all they would you know, praise him and give him thanks and ask for his Support. Uh, I was uh, reading and, and doing some research about it. So there was this uh, interesting uh, point about uh, every time 
a new king was enthroned in Urartu, he had to do three things. The first one was to plant a garden. Mm. Environmental, mm. eco-friendly. <laughs> plant a garden. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they called it too. <laughs> yeah, plant a garden first. They had to do that first. The king would have have to build it like plant a tree (laughs) 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 plant a garden uh, create a garden Uh, and of course we remember Samirami's gardens too and Mm -hmm. so it was it was not uncommon at that time for the people for people in power to create a beautiful garden yeah hanging gardens of Babylon it was one of the eight wonders of the world right so it was not uncommon Uh, maybe it sounds a little (laughs) unusual for us today the second one was to build a temple. Mm. So they had to build a temple, the second one, a place of worship. And then the third one was, guess what? Go to war. Go to war, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. So the third one was go to war. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure for a new king. <laughs> he couldn't wait. He couldn't wait to get out of the town. Just let me plan this go. Let me go. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> and and he would he would either return from that war or he may not return from that war. So now a new king comes. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to plan a garden. <laughs> well, look. You look at these. I'm looking at the dates of the kings when they when they lived, and I mean, there none of these kings had short reigns. I mean, we have this one's 24 years. This one's. Uh, 18 years, this one's almost 30 years. There wasn't much drama probably in the palace. (laughs) No, they were too busy fighting the Assyrians. (laughs) The Assyrians were busy. It was like there was nobody else in in the area. Yeah. Urartu. I mean, if you look, think about it, there was nobody else. It was was just some tribes to the east and west. Yeah. And kind of the sad thing about this is, you know, they were finally conquered in 590 B.C., and their big enemy was the Assyrians, right? Well, 612 BC, Nineveh is destroyed mm-hmm. by the Medes and the Babylonians and by Armenians, but not the Uartuans. Mm-hmm. By an Armenian tribe from Armeshupria, which is on the west side of Van. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, these Armenian tr- troops came in and they, they helped wipe out Nineveh. And you know, by, from doing that... The Medes gave them a crown. They gave they crowned King Powerier, right. King oh, of Armenia. Became the first yeah. king from a different tribal family, mm-hmm. not the Uartuans. So even though Uartu did all this fighting all the time, apparently you right. know, be, between gardening maybe, they'd always be going <laughs> to war. They were they didn't even best to the Assyrians. It was this other Armenian tribe from from the western lands, right. which going back to the twenty three kings of Nairi. You know, this is really, uh, I feel like this is really when the tribe went from being a tribe to an actual kingdom. Right. Well, I think if you think about later history of Armenia, there was always that, the tribe mentality was always there, kind of. There, mm-hmm. was, there was, I don't remember a time when all these tribes, all these Nakharars, all these regions, all they were unified into one Kingdom and, and this is it. We are all you. There were always independent kingdoms. Yeah. There was always this, um, you know, semi-independent. Or, yeah. Uh, but there was that tribe mentality yeah. being separated from central power. Yeah. I think it was always there, and that existed probably 
times of Urartu. Well, as a matter of fact, 300 years later, when the Orontid dynasty is ruling Armenia, there's the Armenian kingdom of Armenia, mm -hmm. then there's the Armenian kingdom of Sophene, mm -hmm. and then the Armenian kingdom of Komagani, right. where Nemerdak is built. So you have <laughs> three Armenian kings in three different Armenian kingdoms, and you know, even when the Persians conquered them, you know, conquered everybody, a uh, hundred years after this, Cyrus the Great, there were two Armenian satrapies. Everyone else only got one province to but rule. The Armenians, the Armenians got, got two. two. Because the Armenians were, uh, there was that uh, yeah. separation always. There was. Yeah. Uh, but isn't that true about, about Armenians in general? <laughs> that we all have this idea that being uh, all-knowing, all being all-powerful, and like somebody said, every second is Arshak the second. <laughs> every second. Is so so that, that comes to our uh, uh, genealogy too, literally, that is part of, it is in our blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that, because of that, we had some troubles, I think, throughout our history. There was never kind of helping, the having helping the one king to be the head of the country, to be the head of the kingdom, and there was always betrayal here or there, and yeah. uh, which unfortunately resulted in, in, uh, in events that were fatal sometimes. What does it mean to you, Peter? Well, UR2 is interesting to me for a couple of reasons. The first one being uh, that this is uh, this is older than anything I'd ever really mm -hmm. heard of before. You know, Assyria and Babylon when I was growing up, that was the oldest stuff that we had learned about. That was the oldest civilizations. Mm -hmm. And here, my ancestors were the thorn in the side of one of the oldest, you know, uh, oldest empires. Um, the other thing I think is this is both the ancient past of Armenia, but I think this is the future, archaeologically speaking, because they're Lachashen, they're doing all this digs, mm -hmm. they're doing other digs around uh, Armenia, and because this, this, everything we have from them is metalwork, or it's clay tablets that we can now read, we're going to learn more and more and more about Uartu. We'll probably end up, you know, in a hundred years, know more about them and life in that, at that time than we will you know, about Tigran the Great. Probably. So if you think, uh, this is going to be, you know, at the, around 1000 BC, we'll know better what life was like than we will at 100 BC mm -hmm. because of, because of the way that they track things and they right. kept stuff up. Right. And I think that that's, that also to me is again, going back as looking at Armenian history as Armenians, our history goes all the way back through recorded history to the beginning of recorded history, mm -hmm. and even into, clearly we go into, you know, prehistory. Mm -hmm. I think that's something really, you know, really amazing. unique and really amazing. Yeah. What about for you? What to, does it to mean me, for I you? To me, I think it's just, uh, it's amazing that uh, we are these uh, ancient people that we, we go all the way back to the beginnings of civilization when Assyrian first city, Nineveh was first city, right, first kingdom. And Armenians, they were there. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, and I read some of the stories, and I, and I did mention this earlier, too. I'm, I'm not sure how scientifically it is correct or not, but if it is possible to do that, to, they did some DNA testing. I mean, you cannot do that, probably. 
but some some uh, scientific tests and and they realized that Armenian gene and Urartian gene they were really similar. They were mm. they were the same. So they were the same same people. And how civilized it was this civilization coming to us from that from that time. Uh, so I think that amazing connection that we have to the ancient ancient history coming from these uh, coming from these from these times and um, it's just uh, you know having Erebuni Yerevan is one of the oldest yeah. cities I think it's it is amazing part of our history and makes you proud to to be part of that nation I think well and if you read the Old Testament they're in there you know right. you can see how. Armenia was there, you know, it, oh, oh, we're an Old Testament people in, right. in a lot of ways. This is the time that he's mentioned. Yeah, he's this is the time, and, right. and these are the kingdoms. So that's another really fascinating thing. Right. really puts that, I think it, it helps put all that in perspective. In perspective, too. right. Well, this is probably a good place to end our uh, podcast for today. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, please like and subscribe and uh, send us some questions and uh, and share and invite your friends to, to listen to it uh, and we'll put some pictures for you to take a look and I think it makes it easier to kind of have an idea of it. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe.